It's Love Advice with my mom. We're here to help with what's gone wrong. Before your love life falls apart, it's intergenerational and kind of motivational. It's Love Advice with my mom. We're here to help with what's going on. A little creepy but also nice is Love Advice Motherly Love. Hello, everyone. My name is Jensen Karp. I'm a podcaster, an author, and a comedian. But most importantly, today, I am a son. It is Mother's Day 2018, the most important day for this podcast, for many reasons. But number one, because the whole entire show revolves around my mother, Haroldine. You see, I was raised for uh, my entire life, I'm 38 now, getting advice from my mom. And I don't think that anyone would say that that advice was perfect. I think that sometimes... She uh, maybe put me first in kind of a way where like if I got into a relationship and then that person broke up with me and then I was crying, uh, she might say, uh, don't worry about her. There are other fish in the sea. And then I would say, well, I really liked her. And she goes, ah, she probably sucked or something like that. I don't know if she would have said it directly like that, but she was very, I was the center of her world. So sometimes advice would, uh, would reflect that. But what we do on this show is we get advice, questions, sent in by you, the listener, to motherlylovepodcast at gmail.com. You see, we normally were doing this every few weeks, even uh, every other week at times, but because of my schedule, uh, I started producing and writing on a show called Drop the Mic on TBS and uh, picking up a lot of writing jobs. It sort of got in the way, so we try to make it very special. We release them on big days like today, which is Mother's Day. Uh, First, before we get into anything, let's introduce my mom. Hello, Haroldine. Hello. Uh, there it was, the famous uh, radio voice that she puts on <laughs> for no apparent reason when she says hello. Uh, first, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and for people who don't know, like I said, you send in the questions to motherlylovepodcast at gmail.com. My mom has no prior warning to what those questions will be. She has no degree in psychology. Technically, she hasn't even fully read an entire book about therapy, but here she is today ready to answer your questions in the best way she can. Now, if you were to go back into uh, prior episodes of this show, which you can get to at motherlylovepodcast.com, you would realize she's gotten better at advice. She started uh, this show on what I would call uh, a handicap regarding advice, where she (laughs) once told a child who said he had trouble walking up to uh, women he finds attractive in high school, her suggestion was pick the ugly ones first (laughs) as practice. Uh, There's been advice like that in the past, and then it's gotten better. We we, we have said before that you've gotten to a place of maybe 60-40, good advice towards the 60, Uh, advice where I have to ask you, are you being serious? And then you take a step back and change your answer. That happens about 40% (laughs) of the time. Uh, But you have no prior knowledge of these questions sent in by listeners. No. And that does make you nervous. It does. Uh, For those who have not been able to catch up with you for the past, uh, I don't know, maybe half a year, it's been a while since we've done a show, what is going on in your life? Well, I've been busy in my real estate. Uh, Yes, you are a real estate agent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But let me think, what else happened? I had my surgery on my foot, which went well. Great. Good to hear. Yes. And... um, I mean, did you... What what kind of surgery was this? It was on my foot, Mm -hmm. which um, I believe a podiatrist had created something that turned into a horrible situation. So, Like a podiatrist messed up. Yeah. 
And then this is what caused your foot to do that. Yeah, it was he hit a nerve, I think, when he was trying to be cool and do a biopsy. Trying to be cool? Was he wearing sunglasses? <laughs> what do you mean he was trying to be cool? Well, he was trying to be very, very uh, cautious. Oh. And by removing this little tiny, tiny little cyst, he, he got the biopsy around it, which damaged a nerve and ended up deforming my big toe oh, after God. seven years. So Podiatrists, not doctors, by the way. Yes, that's true. They are, but not really. They don't have to have like a, they don't have to go to medical school. They go to podiatry school. School yeah, of podiatry. Dental, still. No, it's. Different. I mean, would you let a dentist perform surgery on your foot? Well, no, that doesn't count. How no, would I, wait a minute. How would I make that a good analogy? Would a, well, would you? Well, have would him, you let someone work, do a surgery on you who hasn't went to medical school? That's literally it. Well, they do surgery. Well, here's a better. Every other doctor has to go to medical school. Would you let him operate on your elbow? No. Who? A podiatrist. No, he, they operate. Oh, on but you're feet saying like only. a general practitioner exactly. who does surgery. Ah, that's a good exactly. analogy. So. Anyway, I mean, but luckily he doesn't do any of those surgeries. No. Right. But anyway, because I don't take pain medication, it was very, very difficult. What is your thing with pain medication? It just makes me weird. It just makes... Well, yes, it makes you odd because it's taking away the pain. I know, but it, it I don't like the feeling I get. I feel like I'm on a boat and it's rocking and uh, I get nauseous and um, it just screws up my psyche. So okay. I just don't like it. So they had given me, I think it was Percocet or something, and he said, you know, I want, I want you to be ahead of the pain, so take it. Today yeah. and tomorrow. So I did, and i like, oh, no, this is not working. I'm not going to You're already it. groggy and whatever. Horrible. Yeah. So I stopped it, and I was in so much pain. Yeah. So I took two a leave two, three times a day. And you're and fine. And suffered through the pain. No, huh. no. No, it's painful. It was, and the doctor said that most- How long did it take for you walk? You're walking again. Well, he wanted me up right away, but talking about walking and going, oh. (laughs) That was the noise you made when you tried to walk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, because the blood all rushes down to your foot. Right. So it was kind of rough. But anyway, uh, he said that he was sad that I didn't take the medication. Because he wanted you to feel better? Yeah, he said it was a lot of pain. He has patients that call. I don't don't, don't really understand. I'll take a pain med for you. I know. He said, well, he said patients call and they eat them like candy. Well, yeah, because they're addicts. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I it was fine, and I came to your taping. Remember the first time? Yeah, when you had a you, my first uh, drop the mic taping, you came with uh, a couple of days out of surgery, mm-hmm. and you yeah. made it. You were wearing crutches, but you made it. Yeah, and I was in a director's chair, which was probably bad for me because I couldn't elevate my foot. So I suffered, but it was worth it. Oh boy, my mother and yes. her foot problems. You know why? She made you it. You know why? One reason is I know why. What? Is because they put me on toe oh. shoes yeah, too when you young. Were doing ballet. Yeah, I was uh, tapping on toe shoes by seven years old. Oh, tap. And and your bones aren't developed to be on toe shoes. They don't. They put you on toe, sho- toe shoes now. I think twelve or fifteen years old. That's it. You were like Gregory Hines. I was well when I was eight. I looked like I was five. So that's why they liked me to. Uh, <laughs> Wait, why? Yeah, he was tiny. I no, why looked, did they like you? Because you looked younger. Yeah, because oh, in ballet it, you're supposed to look younger. No, because people thought. At seven years old, that I was like five, but and I was that, tapping on cool? toe shoes. I, I don't know why. Why would they put no? They didn't put any other girl tapping on toe shoes. So your theory now is that you got put into toe toe shoes because you looked two years younger than you were. No, no, no. I started toe <laughs> this shoes. Very, this they dance, put me on. But number one, you're making dance class sound like a cult. No, but they put taps on the toe shoes. Yes, that never happens. Because you think you got that because you looked younger. I think they wanted me to do that because I look so young. It was an Indian Like the dance. way they used Webster on television because he looked like a yes, child? Yes, yes, that's it. And it was like... But Webster I, was like 40, but he looked 11. And I was like 
seven and looks and five. Look that's not five. even a thing. That's minimal. If you put two seven-year-olds and two five-year-olds in front of me, I would guess they were opposites. I don't know what seven, <laughs> the difference between seven and five is. Yes, there is a big difference. No, there isn't. Yes, when you're seven, eight years old, you have, you have big teeth coming in. Whoa. I almost fell. God's <laughs> See, punishing God me. God was punishing you. For making uh, me. Uh, but then again, I don't. Making fun of your mother. How dare you? It's not making fun of. I just don't On understand how seven to five, it doesn't even. I don't listen, know. You'd have to call her up. They, she's probably dead by now. They, I hope so. Yeah. They put me in shoes specific shoes to tap dance in because I looked two years younger than I was. Well, probably three, four years younger, maybe. Very creepy. Well, the nice thing is... We I'll all ate you. the same food and we all wore the same outfits and one time David Koresh asked us to burn down the building and we did it. Oh, no. That's what it sounds like. You were oh. in a weird dance cult. No. I have to tell you, though, I had a tap dance teacher that was vaudeville. He was from vaudeville and he was Well, really he wasn't from vaudeville. He, no, he was. I was you mean really, like he... Pr- he, he actually performed like vaudeville when he was... Oh, he was very old. But vaudeville wasn't like a town you grew up in. It was a style of dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he... That's like he, saying I'm from Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I, I watched the Twilight Zone last night. I'll tell you about that later. Twilight anyway, Zone? What are you, oh, an old one. It was weird. What anyway. are you, time traveling? Where are yeah, you watching? Yeah, okay. All right, go on. Uh, so he used to look out the window. While you dance. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know what? He can't see me. So I skipped a step from tap dancing. He said, whoop. I said, my gosh, you weren't even looking at me. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I hear. And he was oh, so Oh, because he can cool. hear the taps. He wore He a was suit. so cool. He wore sunglasses. He wore a suit and he had spats on mm-hmm. and he was so cool. Was he Cab Calloway? Yeah. Was, was that ca- style? A white Cab Calloway. Yes, exactly. Huh. And uh, yeah, he was a good guy. So anyway, enough of my dancing story. But that's why my feet um, are disfigured. And I think that's why I have, you know, a lot of problems with my foot. My my, my sister wasn't in uh, toe shoes that young. Well, she didn't look that young. She didn't look two years younger than she was. <laughs> no, she didn't do tap. Uh, she didn't do toe, I mean. She did tap, yeah. For those who uh, have been listening to the show for quite some time, they will wonder if you and Julian are doing well. <gasps> yes, we are. You Julie and your and fiance. I. Yes. Let me see. Where did we go? We went to Palm Springs. We've been back and forth to San Francisco. Oh, that's it. We went to San Francisco like every three, four weeks. Yes. Fixing up the house uh, up house. there, yeah, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. And then I got engaged in the time. The, hey, in hey, yeah. hey, everybody! Wait, why do you have a megaphone? What are you doing? I'm pretending. Oh, you're doing look mime out. now. You're yes. T- you know why you're good at mime? You yes. looked two years younger than you were your whole life. They moved you up. Oh, now you're. She's pretending. This is very good for a podcast. She's <laughs> pretending to move up a ladder. Yes, Jensen got engaged. I did. Yay. I got engaged to my uh, my girlfriend, now fiancé, Danielle Fischel. Oh. So it feels as if I could give more love advice than maybe before I was engaged. I believe Because this so. is my next, like you just mimed, my next step up on my ladder. That's where he's going. Oh, he's she's doing get it married. again. She's he's going back. married. She's going back what? up the ladder. I'm going to have a Can daughter-in-law. You, you're doing, you were doing something very specific with your mime there, which I thought was a pretty cool move. You were moving the ladder down <laughs> as, I, as, as I, you went up. Yeah. So my mom, I don't know how I could ever explain well, this. Well, I have I studied mime under Marceau Marceau. I know the whole story, mom. And that's what I learned. That my mom one time took a class with Marceau Marceau. Marcel, not Marceau Marceau. Marcel Marcel. <laughs> Is his name really Marcel Marcel? Yes, yes. Like a man so nice they named him twice? Yes. No, Marcel Marceau. That's what I thought. Yeah. Marcel Marceau. Mm-hmm. That's not his real name. His real name is probably Steve. <sighs> anyway, did, I, I, was, I was supposed to go back to school each year and teach the the, the, the students in drama, and I never did because I moved off to Oregon. Yeah, and you, but you could have taken over the Marcel Marceau class. I would have taught them. Yes, what that I was learned. his real name. I do you know what? Do you know what his stage name was for a while? No. Oh no, that wasn't his real name. His real name is Marcel Mangle, which is also a nice name. Mangle? No, yeah. that's like Mangle Dog. 
Right, it's true. No, who wants a name like Mangled? I know. Let's keep our feet the Mangled ones. Yeah. Uh, he was a French actor in my most famous for his stage persona, Bip the Clown. Yeah. Bip the Clown. You yes. know he was very close with Michael Jackson? No. And that he's considered one of the inspirations for like the moonwalk? I could see that because he taught us how to do that. He taught you the moonwalk? He taught us to go forward, not backwards like, like Michael Jackson did. He taught us to pr- look like we were walking. Did Marcel Marcel talk to you? No, it was all mime. <laughs> Did he? he? He would do this. Well, that's not good for not good for <laughs> podcasts. But basically, you made it seem like Marcel Marceau taught you everything via hand motion. Yeah, via hand motions. But he didn't. He was like, "Hello, I'm Marcel Marceau." Yes, yes. Oh, really? Yes, yes. He talked. Was he like, "It's me, Marcel Marceau"? Well, I'm sure he talked because Michael Jackson didn't read sign language, so. But what? No, you you didn't you te- didn't you get taught by Marcel Marceau? Yes, to, to mime. Yeah, but did he talk to you during the miming? Yes. No, not during it to tell us what to do. Yeah, I understand that. But yes. I'm saying, did he say, like, here's the ladder? He said that with, like, his mouth? No. So what would he say with his mouth? He would say, this is the next exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all he would say? Yeah, that's it. But then... Very few words. Oh. But not, like, you're doing a good job? No. Oh. Marcel Marceau kept his uh, vocabulary and speech minimal. minimal to keep the mime legend moving. So he would just go, the next exercise is, and then he'd pretend to swim, and then he'd go, the next exercise is, and walking, he would just go. Right, walking. But he would just do the walking. He wouldn't yeah, say it. Yeah, uh, walking forward, not like Michael Jackson. We didn't go backwards like Michael Right, he Jackson. didn't say, ladies and gentlemen, the moonwalk. No, then- because he didn't know it then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he knew it, but he found it out with Michael. It's unbelievable. Yeah. According, according to Marceau, when he was five years old, his mother took him to see a Charlie Chaplin movie, which entranced him and led him to want to become a mime. So he was influenced by Charlie Chaplin. That's exactly right. And in turn, Marcel Marceau influenced Michael Jackson. He gave us a sheet that told us that. What? That? That Charlie Chaplin no, was his inspiration? Yes, yes. Where's the sheet? I, it's probably somewhere in my, my storage. Ugh, I'd love to see this sheet. Yeah. Uh... You learn something new, you know? Mm. My mom, a real mime. Yes. I'll do it after we finish. I'll show you what I learned. I mean, you did just show me. Did he put well, you in a box? We pretended, yes. Well, no, we, he, I, I knew he yeah. didn't really actually put no, you in a box. Yes. Yeah, now you're yeah, doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was like, now we're going to do the box. This is the next exercise. This is the next exercise, and now my mom is doing the box with her hands. Mm-hmm. So this man, Marcel Marceau, the most critically acclaimed mime of all time, you get the chance to to learn under him. He walks in, hello, this is your exercise. And then he does it. And then in between each thing, he just said, this is the next exercise. Well, the, the drama teacher introduced him. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Marcel Marceau yeah. walks out, hello. Yeah. This is the first exercise. And then he just goes through it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I love this so much. But it just um, seems so weird. That this it didn't w- seem weird to me at the time because yeah, we weren't you're in looking a cult. to talk. Yeah, we weren't looking to talk. Huh. Well... Now that we've learned all about your mime history, there's a couple things that you need to do to be involved in the show. One is we can only do this if you send us emails. We know that that we do this very, uh, I guess, varied in the amount of time in between, sporadically. Yep, sporadically um, is a good word. But uh, we still love your emails. And it's, for all you who have talked to me on Instagram and kept telling me, we miss you, we miss you, come back and everything else, and I, I feel bad too, but... You know, Jensen has been very, very busy. I have. I've and, been swamped. Um, and we're going to keep him special. This way, it's on certain days. Yeah. Just put him out and with no no, uh, no warning. No rhyme drop. or reason. No, they just come out. Uh, 
But yes, you have to send us emails. That way we have them ready. Motherlylovepodcast at gmail.com. That's important. The second part is we really only ask you to do one thing in order to fully understand my mom, and that is follow her on Instagram. It's at Haroldine, H-A-R-O-L-D-I-N-E. If you like steakhouses, boy, are you in for a treat, because that's mostly all she uh, sends out there into the world. And sushi. And sushi, and also uh, memes that involve mostly minions. You've never seen the Despicable Me, uh, Despicable no. Me films, but you love the minions. I do. And then um, the other thing you send out is, uh, what is the other thing? I'm missing something. Food. Uh, oh, real, real estate. estate. You put out uh, photos of houses and such and rooms and things that inspire you as a real estate agent yourself yes. uh, specializing in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles area. Yes. That's all you got to know about my mom. Yes. I think that you can learn more about her and understand the show more by just following her on Instagram for a month. That's it. You'll mm. understand the whole show. I, you know, somebody said, this is why I follow at Heraldy. Yeah. She's one a of the things follow. I put on there. I think it was one of your old pictures. I don't know. You're a good follow. Yeah. Uh, just go there and, and follow. But in the meanwhile, are you ready for these questions? Yes. Again, absolutely no warning to anything I'm about to say. She does not uh, in advance know anything. Hey, Haroldine and Jensen discovered the podcast last month and absolutely adore it. I have a predicament that I would love some advice on. My longtime boyfriend proposed to me earlier this year after three years of dating. I was expecting it, frankly, but could not be more excited. We've set a date for early next year. We get along amazing like best friends. In fact, a lot of ways I'd say uh, that we're more the closest of friends rather than lovers. Don't get me wrong, we do get intimate, a lot. But it's one of those situations where we feel very comfortable around one another and it's become a bit complacent. I started a new job in March at an accounting firm. There I met and quickly became good friends with another accountant. Let's call him Jack. He's charming, funny, insightful, intelligent, a very unique person. He's a strong, independent man who I've become great friends with and developed quite a hard crush on. It's not, mm. a, it's not a lustful crush. I love who he is as a person. He's handsome, don't get me wrong, but it's really about his personality and how close we've become as friends. I'm unsure how Jack feels about me. We've hung out uh, outside of work occasionally, but mostly chumming it up during the workday. Neither of us have ever crossed the line, mild, playful flirting at most. He's expressed that he feels like we're siblings and appreciates having someone as close to share work frustrations with. Uh, So, as you can imagine, it's made my work and personal life quite a challenge. I've kept these uh, feelings bottled up. Neither my fiancé or Jack know the turmoil I'm currently feeling. I honestly don't know what to do. I truly love my fiancé, and he's an incredible man that I do not take for granted. On the other hand, I've never met anyone I've had such a connection with or strong attraction on like Jack. Jensen and Haroldine, thank you for the advice or just for simply reading my email. Let me know what additional details I can provide. Thank you. Hmm. Wow. So we have someone who has a long-term boyfriend who just proposed. She was excited about it, but at the same time, she started a new job around then and uh, met a man we're calling Jack. He's strong, independent. She has a hard crush on him. She understands it's nothing really to act on, but it has confused her personal and work life. What to do now? Wow, that's that's interesting because and there really is. My mom isn't. is sort of circling as I'm she does. Circling the wagon. This Here is we where go. she doesn't want to fully answer, but we'll just sort of figure it out along I the way. I have a feeling that nothing has happened between you and, let's say, Jack. Yeah. So I don't know if you're anticipating or wanting something to happen. I don't know if you're regretting saying yes to the engagement. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that are unanswered here. So if, if I think it's she might be just confused. So I think you need to sit back and think about, are you confused because you're not sure about marrying your fiance? Are you having second thoughts? Well, yeah, this man, this man, Jack, has brought forward some thoughts of, is there other people out there for me? 
Well, one thing, I don't know how many, how many men you've dated prior to your fiance. Uh, you know, sometimes it's best to have a, a large selection of men that you've dated and not necessarily become intimate with, but to get to know the different kinds of men out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've had a lot of experience that way, because if you haven't, then that becomes a problem for later okay. in life. In a, and whether you're engaged or get married or whatever the story is, there is a problem if you are wondering what other men are like and this one excites you. So mm, this is really a difficult thing. You either have to forget this relationship and keep it on the the way that you haven't crossed the line or you're going to have to tell, uh, you can't tell your fiance because it's going to be a breakup then. I don't think we're getting the real heralding. No, I, I don't know what we're doing. So I just don't think you should be engaged now, tell you the truth. Wow, good. Getting to the real thing. No. So you think that if someone like Jack can come along at work and confuse your entire personal life, it's not worth being engaged? Mm-mm. Nope. He's, he's, there's a temptation there that he's, 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 I don't know, he's like flickering the light, you know? Nope. Don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, he's... Oh, flickering the light. He's uh, he's keeping hope alive that there's someone else out there. Yep. And in order to get married, you should be set that this is your person. Yes. No one like Jack. There's no Jack no. that can come along. No. And I don't know, you know, I know that there's journeys everybody takes. I've taken it. Jensen's taken it. Yeah. His fiance's taken it. There's journeys that you have. And because of those journeys, you end up with the person you're supposed to be with. Yeah. I don't think this person you're engaged to is the person you're supposed to be with because you wouldn't be you wouldn't be flaring your head backwards like this. So mm-hmm. I really mm, I really think that because you, people do talk about these like work. Like, so who did I see it from the other there's day? There's a someone, lot of work romances. Someone on Instagram was like, "It's my work wife" or something, and I was like, "Ah, that's a shit term. I didn't like that thing at all. I just thought that felt weird. It felt disres- not disrespectful in like a mean way, not like hey, but like disrespectful in an idea that like." I guess you just have like a different relationship at work. Well, I think I they mean. Like, I think it's innocent. I think they I'm mean sure it does. I don't think it yeah. means. Oh, I don't think they're like I have another wife and I'm engaged. No, but her. I mean, it's not in this case. Like she's talking. She's talking about a hard crush. But I'm even saying much lower than Jack. <laughs> I'm saying that even if Jack was just purely, uh, a fr- like a just purely friend. a dear friend at work, it's still weird. Yeah. Like in my opinion, that kind of like opposite sex best friend but like it's weird at work and like it's kind of flirty but not really like there's a whole weird thing well there is and this weird, is one step beyond that but i've in life what i have observed in couples there is very very rarely that a female can be very very close with a male friend when she's married or engaged or whatever or vice versa when the guy can be very very close with another woman it is very rare that that happens because things... Unless it's like a couple's friend. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah. Because then if you met someone at work, but you're like, oh, I want to, I want all to well, hang out. Well, there's the four of you. Yeah. It's not just the two of you. Yeah, like friend of the podcast, Ali Siegel, who comes yeah. and co-hosts uh, Get Up On This a lot. Yeah. She and I and Danielle are friends and we'll all hang out. Well, exactly. But yeah. you've been friends with her a long time. Yeah, long time. So that's why Danielle welcomes her and... and, and Oh, you're saying she, like if I picked up a new friend now? Yeah. You want to? Can you move your purse? Because yeah. the cat is definitely fully engulfed in your purse right now. My cat Bill uh, loves seeing his grandmother, but so much so that he is fully engulfed into her purse. What do you think he was trying to get? She's looking. My gum. Oh, your gum. <laughs> My cat likes gum. That's very on brand. Um, Mom, I I get what you're saying, 
But let's imagine now that you find out that Julian has someone at his work. He has a job that he goes to. And he has at work, he says, oh, there's this person. And this is the way he describes it. And you overhear him talking. And he's like, well, it's kind of like I have a crush, but uh, I don't know if I have a crush. But it's still weird. And it's making me confused. And what do you do? I kick him out. (laughs) It's over. No, no turning back. Because there should be no. No. Right. No. And he'd feel the same way if I came home and said that. I think you'd feel the same way if Danielle came home and said that. I'm sure she'd feel the same way if you came home and said that. I mean, you can't have a hard crush on someone when you're engaged. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. What, what did she call herself? Did she? I didn't say it. I didn't know. Oh, well, let's just call her the one that has a crush on Jack. That's a very long name. Yeah. Okay, the one that has a crush on Jack. Sure, very, very fluid. Okay, I either say you stop it. With Jack. With Jack, or... But isn't you, isn't that Pandora's box open? How do you lessen that at work? Well, they always, there's a saying: once you let the genie out of the bottle, you Didn't can't you just put say it this? back in. Yes, I did it when we had brunch. <laughs> repeating it. <laughs> well, you have to have, you have to have. No, I I don't think I don't think. Jeez, I just think you should break off the engagement. There you the go. Truth. That's it. That's, That's the real heralding. Yeah. That's it. And if he's going to ask why, and you're going to have to tell him, basically, I'm just confused that you're confused. But also, he doesn't have to go away because she's not like. She's not saying it's him, really. It just I think you. I think a good way of what you're saying is to she needs to take a step back. Yes, needs to feel this out. You don't have to tell your fiance either why. There's no reason to tell him why. Well, she's just confused. You're just confused, and then if you do choose to act upon this, act on Jack. Act on Jack. Then you can do it without any. I don't know if they live together though. Wait, I don't know if her and her fiance live together. Didn't say because if you do, then ho ho. That's a whole different ballgame. Right. What do you think then? Mime our way out of this thing? Marceau, Marceau style? Yeah, pretend you're in a box and just... Uh, <laughs> I can't get out of this. <laughs> just close gotta, your eyes call, and dream about the Twilight Zone. Call Jack. Get yep. Jack here. Yeah. Yep. I got to get out of this box. Jack in the box. Oh, that wasn't what I even meant. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we gave her the advice overall is that you think she needs to take a step away from her engagement. Yeah, you need to call it off for a while. And if you act upon Jack, then then so be it. And if you don't, then so be it. But at least you're going to have your conscience clear of wondering if you ever did. You know, that's one thing that you have to understand. If you marry your fiancé and, and you still have this hard crush on the guy at work, Jack, you're always going to wonder if you never had an... an what you should have done with Jack. Yeah. Can I... I mean, I don't know if that was great advice. I think it was... I think it's fine. It's a, it's a possibility, but I, I think there are people listening who think, and I'm not one of those people because I waited till I was 38 to get married. Yep. But I do think that there are some people who think that it's irrational, not me, but people think it's irrational to think that your head just shuts down when you're engaged or married. No, your head doesn't shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still look at men or women, I mean, but you're not going to have a hard crush. If you have a hard crush on somebody, that I agree means with you. something. You're, I agree with you. I'm just giving you the I mean, you advocate. out there, all of you podcast listeners that are listening to this, if you really think that it's okay to have a hard crush on somebody and be engaged I to somebody, I don't think so, no. I, I don't think you have, a, I don't think you have the... The right to say but that. But I also think that there's probably a difference in this person having this feeling during engagement than saying I've been married 35 years and there's someone at work. You know what I mean? Not that I think either is right. No, but I'm saying say like what? they can still do something in this case is what you're saying. They can take a step back rather than get divorced and kids and blah, 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 blah. You can make it not messy. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Now listen, I'm, I'm a big fan of just cutting it out if you have any sort of feeling. Like 
what if you have clean, any regrets or yeah, any, what a any, clean any, way because yeah. you're not you're not even ending it with this guy you're just saying i need some time before we get married to figure what's going on in my head yeah things are going too fast it's been how long though it's been a long time yeah long term but uh i don't know it's it's kind of um well i hope that helps her i hope so too i mean I hate to see you get married and then not Regret act upon. It. Yeah, it's You're not. You're trying to come up with a solution that involves no looking back. Exactly. I understand. Very good. You don't want regrets ever. The second question comes in and it says, I don't think you've had this exact question, but here it goes. I've been dating the same guy for a little over three years. The topic of marriage and children freaks him out a bit. And though I've brought it up in the past, he quickly shoots it down by saying he doesn't like kids and is never going to get married. We have a house together, and I'm wondering if I'm crazy to wait it out that he might change his mind. I haven't brought up these topics for over a year simply because there isn't really a good opportunity because day-to-day we mostly just have small talk and don't discuss our future. When is a good time to discuss such serious matters without making things awkward? We are very happy, and there isn't a reason to break up, even if the future is a giant question mark. Thanks, Tori. What? (laughs) What? Very good reaction. Are you serious? Yeah. I cannot believe this. Go ahead, tell me what's your what's your what's your, what's your I problem? I mean, what what do you think? Me? You're gonna Don't know ask her. Me too. Okay. What are you gonna think? You're gonna change his mind? He's made it very clear. Very clear. It I don't know what else you need. Any small talk, Jones? I mean, you're gonna go on with small talk for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, come on. You want to get married? You want children? You better drop him. All right. Just I don't know what you're gonna. This do. is what John Cena's facing. I know. Remember? Oh yes. Yeah, they broke yes. up because he said I didn't want kids, and at first he said he didn't want to get married and not have kids. Then she was like, "Oh well, we'll get married." But then he was like, "I still don't want kids." No, no, no. See, you can't change someone's mind. If somebody is different, and and if you think you're gonna marry them and change their mind, it's just like people that are unhappily married and they think a baby's gonna help it. Yeah, it's this a nightmare. Is, yeah, this is not a good thing. I don't know. I don't know what planet you're on, but I mean, he's made himself perfectly clear. He doesn't want kids. He doesn't want kids. Doesn't want to get married. He doesn't want to get married, and I don't even know why you got a house with him. Yeah, that's not. That's not good. That's a really bad decision. Yeah. I don't know where you've learned that getting a house together is going to change someone's mind. This well, she is, didn't think that. She just said they have a house no, together. No, I'm sure she thought she's going She's still waiting. She asked, am I crazy to wait it out? Yes. You're nuts. <laughs> you're absolutely crazy. I, I, no, nobody has ever asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you realized that. Sorry, we really like you, but this is, this is a terrible decision. I, I feel so bad for you. You've you wasted been, three years of your life. Yeah. And you've invested in a house with him. Yeah. Well, either either he buys you out or you buy him out. And I'm also on. weirded out by the idea that he only does small talk. Like, they don't have large conversations, but it's clearly on her mind. After three years, after three years, you shouldn't be afraid to have large conversations. God, after six months, you should be having that conversation if you're, old, you know, that age. If he doesn't want to get married, doesn't want kids, and he only wants small talk, what the heck are you doing there? Well, unless uh, that's what she wants. You want small talk and no children and no marriage. Then, then you found there. the perfect guy. Yeah. Unbelievable. It is. I am, I, I am shocked that <laughs> you're you, asking us if you're crazy. I mean, I hate to tell you you're crazy, <laughs> but you are crazy. Have you ever dated anyone in your time when you were single that like back when you were looking to start a family, like people who, who were immature in that way and didn't want to do that or that was just their decision? No, they all want to get married. No, no, no. Yeah, and want to have kids. Yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. But I will tell you, I know someone who, um, who was going with somebody and he absolutely said he didn't want children. Mm-hmm. And he already had his children with his first wife, mm-hmm. and they ended up breaking up. And then years later, he told her he was so sorry, and he wished they would have gotten married and he would have had a child. So there are things that people Yeah, regret. but you can't wait that out. No, you can't. And, and you, I mean, 
if you don't want any children and you don't want to get married, then that's and a per- you're and you happy found your person, with yeah. small po- talk. Smallpox. Small <laughs> Listen, if you want to catch smallpox, there are tons of people who are not vaccinated. Uh, here's what I'll say. I know that I got uh, more successful in relationships when I started looking at small things as just likes and dislikes, not anything bigger. So the point is, is that I don't, I've never in my life really dated many blondes, right? Mm-hmm. I've always just been more attracted to brunettes and that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with any of the women. Yeah, or, same with me, it's yeah, funny. Just yeah. great, great women, just not, it's just what I found myself attracted to. In the same way, I liked immature, I wasn't looking for anything ready to be married, for a long time of my life because I didn't it's not what I wanted. I didn't want that wasn't what I was looking to do. I had other right. things that I needed to face in my own life. And then when I said, okay, well now I think I could probably open myself up to loftier goals with a relationship or long term or whatever it is. And then it opened up, but it was still a like or dislike. This man that Tori is dating clearly doesn't want to date something that's any more serious. I don't know why you've let it go on for three years. Right. And you know one thing that I told technically right now he's dating a blonde and he only likes brunettes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. I know what you're saying. But I need to tell you something. It's really funny because what I told Jensen, he'll know this. I've said this before on the podcast. When he was in high school and he was dating, I said, you know, Jensen, you're going to date a lot of girls in your life. And what you're going to do is you're going to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Yes. And and, and you're going to make sure that there's at least... At least 20, 25%. Yeah, this is that that test you had us do. Yeah, it was a rule. We figured it was called like the Franklin test or something. No, no. Yeah, no. That was the the dislikes and likes. okay. This is... You want someone to be like 80% or 75% of what you like. Because you, you have said on this podcast before, and a lot of people saw it as good advice, which is no one is ever 100%. Never, never. You all come from different backgrounds, different. you're raised differently, different mothers and fathers, different neighborhoods. You are never going to be 100% of somebody. But you don't. But remember, if they're 75 or 80% of you, the other 20 or 25%, you cannot change. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here, Troy. And you have to decide if those twenty, if that twenty percent is is vital to your life. Yes, I mean, if it's livable, then fine. But you're not going to change it. Don't get married and think you're going to change it. You're not going to change this man. No. You're living with him for three years. You've purchased a house together, and you think it's going to. I don't know what you think is going to happen. He's <laughs> going to wake up one day and say, "Ah, oh, you know what? Kids. Uh, yeah, kids. Yeah. I had a dream. I think I want to get married and have kids. <laughs> I don't think so." Yeah, because even if because it is a two pronger, because even if you get him to want to get married, there's still a whole nother battle coming with kids. It's not even just kids or just marriage. And let's go further. If you talk him into getting married and having kids, there's a divorce on the horizon or being a bad dad. Oh, my God, that'd be worse. Yeah. Why are you yawning? I'm tired. Oh, he's a regretful dad. Yeah, he'll be he'll be angry. Yeah. No, I, I would just say. Either you buy him out or he buys you out. I don't know if your financial um, situation, but I think you do not want to stay in partners in a house with somebody that you're not going to be with. Do, please do not make that mistake. No, that's I'm in idea. real estate, so <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to do that. So either you buy him out or he buys you out. and um, Get out of this thing. Yeah. And find someone that's up in your preferences, someone that wants to have the same goals you do. Seems minimal. Just have the same goals. There's a lot of people out there that want to get married and have children. That's right, Tori. Yeah, and you've made a you yeah you're crazy. You've made a bad mistake <laughs> in uh, getting this house in partners with this man that doesn't want to get married or have children. So I would say that um, move on, move on. And we have never had this question before. Tori, thank you for giving us your problem. Sorry if we just totally uh, dogpiled you. Yeah, I hate to destroy you, but you know you know in your you know she in knows, your heart yeah, she knows. Yeah, you know in your heart. You just wanted somebody else to tell you over and a here podcast. We are. <laughs> here we are, strangers <laughs> to explain it to you. Yeah. 
Here it is. Well, Mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. We're happy to uh, been able to sit down and do this one more time. We'll, we'll, we'll try to get it done in a, in a quicker timeline next time. If people want to follow you on Twitter or on Instagram, it's very easy. It's at Haroldine, H-A-R-O-L-D-I-N-E. Uh, also, Haroldine.com. You're the only one. That's me. Uh, it's you. You have the website, and that talks about all of the real estate. Uh, and you've gotten people off this podcast. Yes, I you've have. You've got clients. Yes. Uh, and so if you're looking for something in Los Angeles uh, or the San Fernando Valley, uh, she's your expert. And yes. she can help you. Yes. Just like she helps me. Yes, I will. Uh, you can follow me at JensenClan88. That is with a C. C-L-A-N-88. But then everything on my website tells you what I'm doing, which is Jensen Carp K-A-R-P. And every Sunday night at 10.30 p.m., make sure to watch Drop the Mic on TBS. It is a TV show that I executive produce and write on. And uh, I, I love it. It's a good one this week, too. And you know what? This is Sunday. It yeah. is Mother's Day, so it is tonight. It is. Gaten Matarazzo versus Darren Chris. Gaten is one of the children from Stranger Things. Darren Chris played the murderer of Gianni Versace on American Crime Story, oh, but then also is known for Glee. And then we have a Walking Dead battle that I uh, know very little about because I've never watched the show. Ah. But a character on the show named Tyrese is battling another character on the show played by Chandler Riggs. Uh, I don't know anything about that show. Nothing. I know nothing about it. Well, are we going live today? Yeah, it's going to go up when you leave. Oh, good. So you can watch. Don't forget, watch. Yeah, watch Drop tonight, the mic. 10.30. 10.30. Yeah, Mother's well, Day. Well, I'm so happy that we got to do another podcast. We did. Thank you so much, Thank Jensen. you. And you made this my day because yes. I gave birth to you 38 yes. years ago. You, 38 so years ago. I want to thank you for that. No worries. Yep. Did you have a C-section or did you... Uh, no. I was traditional. You were traditional. Through the vagina. <laughs> through the vagina. <laughs> through the badge. And also, yes. you were three weeks early, so it didn't. they were planning on a C-section because oh, okay. you were going to be a big baby. Oh, yeah, boy. you were going to be 9'6". Can you believe that? But I was eight pounds something, right? No, you were, no, 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 you were three weeks early, so you were 6'6". Um, six, six because Very small. The baby gains a pound a week the last month. Oh, okay. So you did me a favor by coming early, so thank you so much. Oh, I mean, that was all me. It was you. As you know, I and, was... And the love of my life. Marceau, Marceau. happiest day of my life. Oh, I thought it was Marceau, Marceau. No, was no, no, no. You that makes sense. the happiest day of my uh, life. Well, Mom, if people are listening on Mother's Day or any day of the week, I know that you have a call out, a, 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 a goodbye that you normally give. Yes, I do. Remind people what that is. There is no other like your mother. Yes. And behind every great kid is a great mom. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. That's true. Uh, and also, I'm reminding you... Uh, to call your parents, especially uh, today on Mother's Day. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. Bye.